0: So, it's uh, my last night in Vermont, and next week I will be in Scottsdale, Arizona, getting ready for the teaching and uh, teacher and minister retreats there. Very much looking forward to that. And let's begin with a prayer. So, we take a breath of love and gratitude, deeply grateful, deeply thankful that. Perfect love is shining in our heart and in our mind, and we're saying yes to the healing that it brings. We're saying yes to relinquishing everything that stands in the way of our awakening. Every thought, every belief, every part and parcel of blocks to love, we're giving them the higher holy spirit self for healing we're invoking that holy spirit into our awareness into our classroom into our conversation so that we are having a divine and healing dialogue for which we are so so grateful in gratitude we share the benefits with everyone because we are one with them in gratitude we allow the healing to be we let it be and so it is amen 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 yes so uh last week we got to our breakout pretty late and uh i feel it's a really important breakout and i would like to be able to revisit this because to me it's one of the most valuable and important topics for us to discuss in terms of our experience of trust and faith. Because over and over again, I've worked with folks who felt uh, deeply betrayed by people in their lives. And just by a show of hands of who's here right now, uh, have you ever felt deeply betrayed by anybody in your life? Okay, great. Anybody that we can see right here not wave if you've never felt deeply betrayed before? Okay, cool. So almost everyone has has had that experience of being deeply betrayed, and one of the uh, real issues for a number of people is a sense of to some degree feeling that there's a crucifixion that's going on a a sense of being crucified and betrayed can often feel uh, akin to crucifixion and sometimes in our relationships it can really feel like a crucifixion meaning that you feel that you're being tortured that you're a victim that it's happening to you and that people are doing something to you. And in a way, it feels like they're taking our innocence. And uh, I've learned that these experiences of seeming betrayal and seeming crucifixion are actually something that is uh, very much linked to our resurrection and our ascension. So... Uh, Perhaps you've heard me talking on the radio show or writing about crucifixion and resurrection. But our, our we can't begin to experience our resurrection and ascension. So our resurrecting to an awareness of our perfection and our wholeness and our beauty and the wisdom and the all good that's pre-installed here in our own being. That, that's the resurrection, resurrecting to our true identity in our awareness, in our heart. And then we're ascending in our consciousness, awakening in our consciousness. So we can't actually uh, begin that sense of resurrection and ascension until we decide we are done with the crucifixion. We've had enough, and we're not interested in feeling like a victim anymore. We're also not interested in blaming anymore. Now, this sense of feeling crucified is uh, often uh, accompanied with a great sense of distrust. So one of the most common issues that spiritual students have is distrust, Uh, We don't trust God, we don't trust ourselves, and we don't trust other people. Why? Because we've been let down so many times. But where did the letdown begin? What's the root cause of that letdown? Well, it's long, long ago, in some lifetime we don't remember anymore, we betrayed ourselves. And so we have this deep sense of lack of trust and trustworthiness. And it keeps playing out again and again and again. And as I've definitely learned and found it so helpful to learn, because uh, nobody was talking about this. Nobody, nobody. And then I heard one person say something about it, and I went, oh, oh, my God. I wish I had known that all along. So what it is, this a big aha, is that when we place our trust and faith in someone's ego, we're bound to be disappointed because ego is not trustworthy. It's just not. And working with so many people intimately and one-on-one and in classes like this, I know because so many people have told me that if you think about a time when you were deeply betrayed or even somewhat betrayed in a relationship, let's say, even with a corporation it can be, that somewhere before that actual betrayal, you probably had some signal. From spirit. Don't do it. Don't trust them. Don't trust them. I've seen it over and over again. With people. So it might be that. You. Invest in something. It sounds almost too good to be true. Or really too good to be true. But you're so intent on. How much you want it to be true. that You decide that. You're gonna go ahead and trust this person, even though in your heart, in your gut, somewhere, your higher self is saying, Uh-uh, something's not right here. Don't do this. Let's take a step back. Wait a minute. But you're so excited about the possible income or return on the investment that you ignore that voice and you go ahead and then bam everything is lost and you're so mad at the the person who talked you into it or who ripped you off but really 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 truly deep down what we're mad about is we had a chance to listen to the intuition to the higher self but we didn't do it and we're mad at ourselves but we can't handle the anger at ourselves so we project it out onto someone else now, it can also happen in a relationship. Many people have it happen in relationship. We trust the person to be, uh, to have fidelity or, or whatever it is. And they don't have it. But when we look deeply into it, we can see the signals were there. We just didn't wish to acknowledge them. We didn't wish to see them. And another experience that we have, and I talked about this somewhat last week, is that we make these commitments to ourselves. I'm going to start exercising tomorrow. I'm going to get up early tomorrow. I'm going to get up early tomorrow. I'm going to get up an extra 20 minutes early so I have time for spiritual practice. And then we hit the snooze button and we actually oversleep and things like that. So our commitment isn't there. And, or we say, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get drunk anymore, and then we go right out and get drunk again. I I mean, I've done these kinds of things so many times, many, 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 many times. And I've done, gone down the road and invested with people who ripped me off, and, and then I blamed them, and I didn't want to look at my role in it. All of that. And I've learned through all of these things that Oh, the path of taking responsibility for everything I see is the path of liberation. It seems to the ego like the path of pain, but it is the path of freedom. So what I'm inviting you to do right now is to think of a betrayal that you experienced. I'm going to put these questions in the chat think of a betrayal and if there's if 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 there's one that you haven't gotten over yet pick that one and i'm inviting you to look at what is your predominant thought about it. Are you blaming someone else? Who are you blaming? You're blaming yourself? And I'm asking you also to look at, did you have any warning signs? Did you have any intuition? Not to go down that road. Any signals, any intuition. And can you see where did you place your trust? Can you see where you placed your trust? Was it in spirit, someone's ego, or or it could even be your fantasy of what you wanted to happen? And do you feel that you can trust yourself? So those are the the questions there. And... um, I'd like to go into a breakout. Any questions before breakout? Anybody? Not seeing it. Laurie, are you raising your hand? Okay. Um, All right. All right. I always know it's a good one when people don't come back till the very last second. So I'm thinking you had some insights and maybe you are interested in saying, I'm done with the crucifixion. I'm ready for the resurrection and the ascension. So, anybody have any ahas? Any insights? Recognition? Healing?
1: Carolyn, okay. I think I thought I was done. I thought I was done. And, um, uh, <laughs> I told a group that I felt like you were talking to me because mm-hmm. you used the word investment. And that's where I had a huge betrayal. Someone who stole basically a lot of money from me. Mm-hmm. And um, I um, was, you know, very hurt by it. And so I, it was a Ponzi scheme, basically. And I trusted this person and just totally trusted him. Even going into my bank account, he had caught my <laughs> taking money out because I trusted him to that point mm-hmm. anyway um I asked myself have I let it go and and I had to think about when you said you, you used the word crucifixion I never thought of myself as being crucified I, you know only Jesus I mean I just and I, I thought hmm, did I, do I feel crucified and I thought You know, I I guess I haven't totally let it go and taken that, that, oh, this whole thing about taking full responsibility. It's like, yuck, I did that. I let him take $200,000 from me. I did that. I let it happen. But it's like really hard for me to, to, I think it's been difficult for me to own it. And so, because I find myself sometimes when I think of him, I say, I call him an SOB. Right. I don't think I would be calling him that if I took full responsibility. Yeah. that a sign
0: yeah mm. yeah and you know what this is what i absolutely know carolyn and what i can offer to you and everyone else is that when we do take responsibility and which is no blame no blame at all we just say okay i participated in this i made these choices and these decisions this is why and now i'm ready to let all judgment go and just take responsibility that somehow some way this is the perfect learning for me and i am willing to harvest all the learning and move the heck on and uh when we can do that which really it absolutely you can't get through this without self forgiveness Self-forgiveness is required. So writing those self-forgiveness letters, that's part of the taking responsibility. It's getting it all out and really saying I'm done with it and and giving whatever vestiges there might be, any crumbs that are lingering to the Holy Spirit for healing. Mm -hmm. Then it's amazing how all the years that the locusts have eaten, and the SOBs have scanned mm-hmm. are given back to us. They really are. There's, There is, it, it may not come the way we think it's going to come, but there comes a point of gratitude and expansion and freedom and clarity that we recognize, ah, okay, this is my redemption right here. And so um, it's the only way we can move on and then have our energy to have more love in our life, to heal our bodies, to increase our prosperity. We must do this. And I know because I've done it, uh, you you know, we each have the perfect occurrence for us. So for you, it was $200,000. For somebody else, it was something else else. We just have the perfect curriculum. It's it's what we set ourselves up for on some level. So we, we have to forgive ourselves. It's you forgiving yourself that you wanted whatever he was offering so much that you're willing to overlook perhaps your intuition. Did you feel your intuition saying,
1: uh? Oh, my God. In the beginning, no. I was excited like everybody else and, and just... No, total trust, but I'm telling you, somewhere down the road, I started to get this queasiness in my stomach, just like butterflies, just, un, just un, you know that feeling?
0: I do. That,
1: oh, my God, and it's like I just felt sick at the stomach, but I went into denial. All I had to do was go and talk to him again, and yeah. then he's, oh, he reassured me, and then I was okay, and it's like I let it go. I just go into denial, so I never experienced that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's the thing is, you're angry probably at yourself for going into denial when you could have made a different choice. Yeah. So we have, that's why it's about self forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And, and based on my learning, what I would say to you, Carolyn, is uh, for me, I recognize that somewhere, somehow, I was the con artist in one lifetime or another. I was the one who did the ripping off. I was the one who betrayed. I was the one. I was the one. And now I'm having a chance to forgive myself in the guise of this person showing up and sharing this experience with me. So forgiving myself and forgiving them, I'm setting us both free from having to repeat these things and, even though it might feel like, I, I mean, I used to be such a grudge holder. Oh, my God. Such a grudge holder and thoughts of revenge constantly. But I don't have that anymore, and I'm really grateful because that ate up a lot of my my good energy that I can now put into teaching masterful living and having fun and, and being more prosperous and not worrying about money at all anymore. Even though I don't have a ton of money, I just don't. I don't worry about money anymore, but I used to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's good. I think the, I don't know. I think the part about mm, forgiving myself is the issue. I think if I accepted that I made the mistake, then I would beat myself up. And I think that's why I stayed in denial. I didn't want to feel bad. Yeah, exactly. So,
0: but we only feel bad if we're judging ourselves. So when we do the self-forgiveness letter and do that work and one of the things you can do and this, I'm speaking to everyone in all of this, uh, cause sometimes we're the one that did the betrayal. Uh, there've been a number of times in my life when I was the betrayer, somebody else was my victim. And so I've had to forgive myself for those things too, of course. But, um, One thing that can be really helpful is to write that self-forgiveness letter and maybe write a forgiveness letter to him too. You know, there's no harm in that. Go for it, you know, get every nook and cranny clear of this. Read them with, with your prayer partner or your study buddy. That's a really great thing to do. And I just want to see if anybody has done that here in the group that, Um, can say anything about what was that like for you, your experience of reading a a forgiveness letter to um, your study buddy or your prayer partner? Anybody, has anybody done that? Philippe, I know you did that on the retreat, didn't you? Yes, I did, yes. Yeah, was that helpful to you? Yes, of course, And how did it feel at the time? Do you recall?
2: Um, Relief, lots of relief.
0: Lots of of relief. Great, yeah. And thanks for staying up late to be with
3: us.
0: (laughs) I know it's late there. Paula, I know you've done it a number of times. Do you want to share what what that experience was like for you?
3: Oh, it's beautiful to read. A forgiveness letter because you it, it's as if you're experiencing it from another multiple dimensions you know multiple points of view and it helps it to deepen it you know it helps to see it from other people's eyes it helps to hear yourself speak it you know I I, uh, I gain a lot from a hearing it spoken mm. to somebody else. Mm. So, yeah, it's always beneficial to read it to a prayer partner or study buddy or somebody like that. Yeah. Not necessarily always that maybe they have a perspective, but there's another dimension that add, that gets added to it that the perspective comes from no matter how it comes.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, and you've had forgiveness letters read to you as well. And how did that feel to on that end?
3: It it's um I'm processing the question. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh, I there's a couple of ways of experience, a couple of dimensions of experience for me when somebody's reading that letter to me. Uh, sometimes I am the person that they're forgiving. Right. Sometimes I am them.
0: You it, meaning you're like a, a
3: surrogate? Y- y- yeah, like I am um, feeling That they are speaking for me in that letter. And it allows me to forgive others in my life who perhaps are like them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I, I also feel that I am widening back into higher self. And this happens a lot. And being a forgiving, witnessing presence. And allowing this process, the placing on the altar, to take place in that higher self presence. And it's really a beautiful gift to to, to be in that place. Yes. Yeah. So there's so many levels to it.
0: There there are. Thank there's you. Yeah. yeah. And I know that um Steve and Debbie and Dina and Kel, you've all done them on retreat with me, too, reading your forgiveness letters to someone. Anything you'd like to add, any of you? Deb? go. I I was to, that was my
4: very first forgiveness letter and I had no idea how that was coming down because it just it was like my ego just kind of stepped back and let my higher self write this forgiveness letter to to all parts of my being and I think if I had not read the letter the healing wouldn't have taken place it was it was like regurgitation of everything needed to just – because I was just sobbing when I read it. I don't even know that my partners understood <laughs> what I was saying because it was so traumatic for me. I thought I had worked through a lot of those issues that came up in that letter, and um it was so healing. And I think if I hadn't read it out loud and shared it, that healing wouldn't have taken place. So I think that's real important.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, it's it's cathartic.
4: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, it was, it was fabulous.
0: Thank you, Debbie. Mhm. Uh-huh. Anybody else like to? Steve? Here, I can. Unmute you. Yes, the uh, uh, forgiveness letters letter work out fantastic, and I'm I, it, you get a lot out of it.
3: And what I kind of feel where you're going here, I think, is as a uh, You talked about betrayal here a little earlier, and then the crucifixion, and then you're trying to take us to the ascension. Is that that it? Is that where we're headed towards?
0: Well, yeah, you know, uh, we're ascending in our awareness, that's for sure. And sometimes people have confusion about ascension. Ascension does not necessarily mean that you – Leave this dimension, you can yeah. ascend in your awareness like Buddha did and yeah. like Jesus did and still walk the earth and be helpful. Uh-huh. Which is what I aspire to. Uh-huh. But uh, it, it, it's a sense of relief and, and a sense of going forward though, regardless. Is, is that correct? You're going yeah. Forward. yeah. It's a awakening. Awakening. Let's see. I like it. <laughs> yeah beautiful thanks steve sure. anybody else like to share about having uh, read one cal yeah can you hear me yes
5: i just wanted to share really quick like when i read it for me because when I, I remember when i wrote that letter on that retreat um like, it took probably an hour, and I cried a lot, and was, like, the most powerful run I had ever written, and then when I read it, um, I was, I felt like my feelings were validated, like, in case I just didn't believe that, like, I was, like, entitled to feel all of those things towards that person, like, saying it out loud made me feel like, like, oh, they're really true and I have the right to feel all those things and I felt validated about it because the other person was listening with like complete compassion and non judgment and love and holding the space for that. So it was like even more powerful than just writing one on my own and questioning my 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 judgment about it.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. So much healing. Yes, this is the gift we can give to ourselves. Nobody else can give it to us, but people can collaborate with us and support us through it. So listen to what everyone has shared here, deep healing and transformation, uh, additional uh, bonus points, in a sense, uh, that we're giving ourselves when we share our self-forgiveness letters or even forgiving other people in a forgiveness letter uh, with our prayer partners, our study buddies, uh, this is so a wonderful, wonderful gift we give to ourselves. And you know what? Here's the thing that I learned a long time ago. I'm so grateful I really got it that truly when I am healed, all are healed. And this is the best gift that I can give to the world is to no longer carry these burdens. To to be a spiritual student who is no longer modeling self-punishment, self-disdain, self-judgment. This is the best gift that I can give to the world because we're one. And when one person does it, the whole sonship as of course miracles would say all are healed as one is lifted all are lifted so there's just that to me is a huge incentive and I also I have to say that I really began to think that I don't really have the right to bring everybody down with my stuff so let me let that stuff go and be part of bringing everyone up because there's no middle ground there's no middle ground. So, uh, but we don't want to do things motivated by shame. So we're we're motivated by the vision of being totally free of all condemnation, whether it's directed towards ourselves or others. And so, thanks, Carolyn, for for kicking that off. Who else had some realizations about their own? Um, Experiences of betrayal. Anybody else? Stephanie? Also, I wonder if you have a report for us on your... uh, Yes, I do. It's actually part of this.
6: Um, I... That was a really... I'm sorry. uh, uh, Let me take this. Are you guys hearing me well? Yeah, I hear you. You're fine with the headset. Oh, okay. Um, so um, I came to the understanding after doing some forgiveness letters last week um, that I have been betraying myself because I choose not to speak up for myself and have difficult conversations, and that is actually part of even the upset in my set in my set in my stomach in my stomach, and. Um, I did go and talk to that other artist, and um, it was a, I practiced what you said, and it was a, a fine conversation. And we made a plan. I felt nervous and guilty afterwards because I understood that he didn't have the money, um, and I had to keep on letting that go and ask the Holy Spirit to undo any consequences that I felt might be of guilt or you know things like that. And I've done that many, many, many times during this last week. My real question though is, as I start to understand this, I almost think that if I were to speak up for myself at these times, I wouldn't even know the person that I am, and how do you know when you're supposed to speak up and when you're supposed to not have judgment and let go of the situation?
0: Oh that's a very, well, good, that's question. very good question. That's um, feedback there. Hmm. Well oh for some reason can you put your headset back on? Sure. I think that there's less feedback. Um, so what comes to me is what's our motivation so is our motivation to be clear is our motivation to be helpful is our motivation to tell the truth Or, or are we trying to manipulate someone are we trying to make them feel guilty or bad uh, with, what is the motivation? Can you think of a time when you weren't sure whether to speak up or not? And I guess it's this issue. Um, I would say that I probably could think of a time every
6: day. <laughs> now that it's come to the surface and I start to understand that this is almost, um, a, you know, I, like even this week I realized I didn't even know what a passive aggressive behavior was before this week. And I started to come to terms. And the betrayal I talked about in the group was one where I behaved passive-aggressively for so long that I I abandoned the friendship. I abandoned a friendship over it. And I started to realize all the times that I kept quiet and judged internally and then um, in some ways blew up the situation. Mm Mm-hmm. And now I wonder how often I do it in the guise of spirituality and say, oh, I'm just judging, I'm going to let this go, and then let it go, rather than,
0: uh, I'm starting to understand what your authentic self is. That's beautiful. Yeah, you know, I remember a conversation I had with my brother 15 years ago or so, where we were talking in the kitchen late one night, we were talking about politics, and I could tell he was saying things to try and kind of push my buttons a little, even though we generally pretty much agree on our, our preferences in politically, our values, etc. But I could feel he was trying, he was kind of pushing for an argument. And he said something provocative, and I just thought about it. And I I could feel that he was trying to push me into an argument, and I could feel really that the only way this was going to go was not going to be fun for me, and that I didn't want to argue with him, I just wanted to have a pleasant, loving, interesting conversation with him. And so, but I could think of some argumentative things to say back to him, to to escalate the argument. And for years, that's exactly what I would have done without thinking twice about it. I would just escalate the argument, you know, we've just been, 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 until somebody actually gets mad or whatever. And uh, the the battle of our wits, you know, and uh, wittis, witty, witticisms maybe in there, sarcasms. But I just got quiet, and I've, I've thought about what is it I'd really like most in this situation? What is it? What is it I'd like? So remember how we did the exercise about I want... I'd like, uh, the deep desire of my heart is. So I went to, what is it I'd really like here? And it was very clear. I was interested in having a loving connection with my brother. The conversation details, who's right, who's wrong, who's smarter, who's more knowledgeable, whatever, that didn't mean anything to me. My ego just was not... I just was so tiny compared to my spiritual desire to just have a loving conversation with my brother and connect with him. So in that pause of figuring it out, what was it that I really, really wished for? I, I, it came clear and my brother sat waiting for me to say something and I said, you know, Mike, the only thing I can think of to say Would be judgmental and argumentative, and I really don't want to go there. I'm enjoying talking with you, and it doesn't, those judgments that I have, they don't even matter. They're, none of them are correct. They're useless to me. So I don't really know how to respond except to say this. I don't know. I just don't feel like Saying any judgmental thoughts in response. So, what now? And my brother kind of looked at me like, who are you and what did you do with my sister? You know, like, uh, I was a Stepford wife or something, you know, the aliens had taken over and I was just a pod person now. But, you know, he paused too. He mirrored my pause and he said, While he he looked at me like, who are you? He then said, I get it. I totally get it. And then, you know, we just had the rest of the conversation de-escalated. It was pleasant, and we went off to bed. Happy, harmonious, and that was a turning point in my life, truly. You know, it wasn't the biggest turning point in my life. But it was a real identifiable turning point where I now could see and demonstrate in challenging situations with someone I had argued with for decades that I had other choices and other resources now. And I was able to tune into my higher self and see what it was that I really wished to have happen and to allow it to unfold. I didn't have to make it unfold. I just, with humility, said, all I can think of are judgments. I know none of them are true. They're not helpful to me. i just like to keep having a pleasant conversation with you and not argue. So I don't know what to say now. It didn't make him wrong. It didn't make me right. It was just the authentic self, like you were saying, Stephanie, speaking, And I have found time and time and time and time again, when I go to that place of being that authentic, non-polarized, open-hearted, open-minded, transparent, humble self, it, it works well. People don't have to push against me then. Now people have. There have been times when people pushed against me. But then I just said, yeah, I don't feel like arguing. I really don't. I get that you do, but I just don't. And again, I'm not making them wrong. I'm not making them wrong. You know, and there may have been times when somebody just threw up their hands and walked away because they didn't know what to do. But that's okay. That's okay, too. This non-judgment thing it really works and people are grateful to be able to have a different experience. So that's how that's how I know what to do or what not to do is I turn within and I ask my higher self now what? And I ask myself Again, what's my motivation? What What's the desired outcome? I take time to ask these questions. And many, 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 many times, people, while I'm taking that time, people will say um, things like, sometimes even people will say, uh, how are you? And I'll just pause and I'll think about, I'll feel, well, how am I? I don't just say, oh, I'm fine. You know, I'm like, how am I? Well, in this moment, I'm, you know, when I take that pause, sometimes people say, don't you know, and it's like, well, give me a chance to tune in and get more clarity for you. I mean, maybe you just, uh, you're just saying, how are you? But what you really mean to say is I'm acknowledging that you're here. You don't really care how I am it, and it's, you know, it's fine. You don't have to know how I am, but you did ask me. So I'm trying to come up with an answer that feels authentic and real in this moment. So, um and then many times people will ask me a question and they, they are impatient for me to just pause and you know all of you know in class i I consistently in almost every class, I'll pause, I don't know the answer, I don't know what what it is, and I just will feel it, listen, get some image sometimes or something, and then i'll I'll be able to share that um, and that's being in tune with spirit. It's very refreshing. It's so it's a really a very different way of living because this way I'm not living from my history all the time and I'm not recreating the past all the time. So every day is healing. This every day I become more present.
6: Thanks. This is so insightful to understand that to take that moment and ask what my deepest desire is. Allows me to learn to trust
0: spirits input. Right. And to trust myself. Right. And when we're really judging, judging, judging all the time, we don't want to do that. We don't want to look within because we feel like all we're going to find within is this big sponge filled with pain and pus. Right. So we don't want to turn within. Um, That's why I think I talked about it recently that I did a radio show on the section "The Fear to Look Within" in in the text of A Course in Miracles. I did it uh, early last year, 2017. Uh, all about that, you know. There's a whole section in A Course in Miracles about our fear to look within. So it's that learning to pause and connect. So good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you Stephanie anybody else like to share did you have any did you make any decisions as you shared in your breakout any ahas or any decisions listening to yourself or someone else Tammy
2: hi Jennifer yeah, I have been, as you know, even oh, for about a year and a half been suffering over a job situation. And, and I realized that I had been blaming the whole district, <laughs> not even one person, for the position that I'm in, being without a job, being without benefits, spending my, my savings, all this kind of stuff. I've been very bitter.
0: Um
2: I And I kept thinking the solution was to go into the district office and talk to someone about why am I not getting a job, what's going on, what's in my files, stuff like that. And, you know, it was so freeing to to realize that I had been blaming them for, for really choices I made. And when I thought about – when I first uh, – um, started that job I did get an inclination that that wasn't the way to go I had another opportunity I felt better about but I had already worked with the principal of this other school and so I put my trust in her mm. mm-hmm. and even you know and it's these are choices I made because even be, just before I was laid off they I I was trying to figure out a way that I could quit and move on because I was so unhappy. But then when they laid me off, then I felt betrayed. And it's exasperated itself because I've applied for many jobs and haven't gotten them. So I've been trying to figure out why. Well, um, today I actually got an inspiration to write and ask the principal of the last job I had for a recommendation. And it was huge because she's the key, the source, you know, the, because, because I've been completely making up that there has been any, that she has any feeling or thought about this at all. She may not be thinking anything, but I felt like spirit really moved me but I have been really set free from from this because these this is you know and and I have been having trouble trusting myself, trusting trusting spirit when I ask, is this a job for me? And I had just run across this um this and I can't remember where it came from, but someone had said, I think it was Alan Cohen, he said, You wanna be a hell yes when you, you know, when you um, are thinking about, you know, being moved to do something, and so there was a kindergarten job that was posted today over in the district I want to work at, and I'm like, hell yes, and so when I wanted the recommendation from this principal, it felt like a hell yes, and um, so it was a a good day, but I did, I do want to say that I, I had such freedom from realizing that I had that that word blame I've been blaming them and um and I wasn't being able to be free to move on
0: so what now this is great Tammy thank you for sharing this but what what now what are your next steps
2: well I think you know I I it's asking Spirit what's next. What's next? Um, you know, I emailed. Are you talking about that type of thing, like to do list, or when you say what's next?
0: Well, I'll just say um, a self forgiveness letter. Yeah. And I had
2: tried that. I mean, I have done many of them <laughs> over this job. But I think now with this opening, Then I could see it be very beneficial.
0: Yeah, because now, in in any of the self-forgiveness letters that you wrote, did you say? uh, Did you do anything about? You can see now that your intuition was to take a different job, but your intellect chose this, or the ego chose the one that it did. Uh And forgiving yourself for going with ego did you have you done that letter no there you go so that's the letter that's going to set you free just owning you know because that's the thing so many times I've realized oh I let ego choose I'm forgiving myself for that I'm moving on bam it's done I don't even have to write a letter but but in this case I would say definitely write a letter
2: And one other thing I do want to quickly share is I've really had a breakthrough in giving up suffering. Like I don't want to suffer anymore. And I've been holding a lot of things in my body. um, In fact, feeling arthritic. Uh, But what I'm seeing is that I'm, um, I'm just willing to, whether it's finances, whether it's job or not job, because I, I say, I said, I've been spending 60 years with bodily sensations that I have made meaning out of that have stopped me. And I'm not talking about just physically, but because when I feel fear, when I feel frozen, I've been feeling frozen, like I couldn't move forward, um, trusting myself and spirit to make decisions. And, And, you know, whether my bank account is in the green or in the red, has not is not affecting me anymore um I've as you know been dealing with a lot of the trust things and I'm just it's they that makes no difference what's going on in the outside world it's like no I am not suffering anymore I'm I'm moving powerfully I'm not going to let it settle in my body so I've made some very big decisions and just deciding that that I'm just not going to do it anymore has made a big difference in my life
0: Wonderful! Yay! <laughs> yeah! No more suffering! I applaud you. Thank you for that, Tammy. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So we've got time. Who Who else can share on this topic? Anybody?
4: Hey, Jen, I don't know how to raise my hand. It's Suzanne.
0: Hey, Suzanne. Just real quick,
4: my betrayal, my biggest betrayal came at the age, uh, you know, preteen. And uh, one parent had died at six years old. The other remarried quickly and married a partner that was really mean, abusive, cruel, really cruel, physically, emotionally, you name it. And, um... I, well, the insight that I got, because I held, I've really been holding on to this until my dad died recently, about a year ago. And in taking responsibility, um, I, I got finally that, aha, this really happened for my highest and best. I didn't cause it. I didn't, I was too young to know anything about what, of anything, really. But if I am willing to take responsibility by saying, ah, the the higher Holy Spirit self wouldn't have given me any challenge without it being for my highest and best so that I could learn and grow and evolve. That to me was my big aha today. Thank you.
0: Yes, that's huge.
4: Huge. And I have written several uh, forgiveness letters around this particular topic, but I hadn't quite solidified or crystallized this until now. So thank you
0: yes beautiful yes big 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 we're the ones that can set ourselves free and so often we hold in our mind that something in the world has to change or somebody else has to say I'm sorry or do something like that but it really is our setting ourselves free Uh, and we, we just project it out onto other people we do, we do, we do, and when we can own it and take responsibility for it, it's amazing how the responsibility with no blame uh, really is liberating. So, so liberating. Thank you, Suzanne, and congratulations.
4: Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jennifer.
0: Yes. So one of the the things here is to recognize that everything is working together for our good. So even these seeming betrayals are incredibly helpful to us. Pretty much everyone I have ever known in my life, and even stories of people like Buddha and Jesus, Um, they've had experiences that could be interpreted as betrayals. And they've had experiences where they seemed to let themselves down And, um, and then blamed it on others. And it's moving into this mindset that there's a piece of wisdom for us to harvest here And we're going to harvest it rather than to continue to hold a grudge or a grievance against ourselves or someone else. And one of the key pivot points for most of us is this awareness that Carolyn uh, demonstrated so clearly for us is that recognition of, ah, I had that feeling of, oh, this is not good, this is not right. She said that butterflies in her stomach, that feeling in her stomach, the queasiness and then going into denial because we don't wish to actually know what we know and feel what we feel. So instead we start uh, working harder to tell ourselves the story to be in denial and then when the betrayal seems to make itself known, we say, well, they betrayed me. But when we went into denial, we betrayed ourselves. We could say, we could say, oh, I'm, I betrayed myself. My intuition told me not to do it, but I did it anyway. And one of the prayers that I, I really got a lot of help from that helped me moved in to trusting and having faith at a much higher level was I prayed to be able to recognize the guidance follow the guidance give thanks for the guidance recognize follow and give thanks for the guidance and I started to say things like when I would go into the grocery store let me see only the healthy choices, the things that are very best for me, and let only those things be appealing to me. And then having a new experience. And, uh, I, I began to learn how to trust and follow the guidance, just like we were talking about with Stephanie. So, it's, it's a very different way of living. And now, I, I don't ever not trust the guidance. I don't. Sometimes I don't like the guidance, but I don't not trust it, meaning I don't doubt it. But sometimes I'm like, Uh, (laughs) not so much. But there were times, you, you know, many times I can remember where my clear guidance was, don't eat that. And my my response to the higher self would be like, "Mama's gonna eat it because Mama wants it." <laughs> and I get that it's not the highest choice, so be it, you know. And and no blame, no shame. Just this is my choice. I have free will. This is my choice. But um, now not so much. I I that that now it's like, oh, I can feel. That's not the best, and I love myself, so I, I'm going to just follow the guidance, but it, you know, it didn't happen overnight, and that's okay, it was all a learning, and all that learning is something I can share in the classes, so to me, dang, it's all good, it's really all good, and without all those Hundreds and hundreds or thousands of experiences of saying, "Okay, I get the guidance, but I don't like it, so I don't want to follow it um and then experiencing the the pain or the disappointment or whatever it might be, and recognizing, Okay, okay, next time I really would prefer to follow the guidance, so just praying to recognize the guidance, to follow the guidance, and to give thanks for it. Um, That will go a long way, a long way, because that prayer is a demonstration of our willingness. It smooths the way, clears the way. So we don't have to fight for our guidance. It's always there. We're just removing the, Obstacles in our mind, which are the judgments the opinions and the judgments and the opinions create a a sense of or they make a sense of fear so We we become afraid to trust Uh, But the reason why we're afraid to trust is really it's a projection of our own sense of not being trustworthy so the more we keep our agreements and follow our guidance the more trustworthy we feel and that makes a huge difference. It what it does is it creates a lot greater sense of feeling balanced and like we can't be just knocked over on a moment's notice. So there are times when I feel quick to irritation or but to anger, to um, doing something unkind. No, I don't feel quick to that, but I used to. I used to have a hair trigger on those things. So this is very key because the more we are trustworthy in keeping our agreements and taking responsibility, the more we're going to be able to live by trust and faith. And that is such a different way of living. It's so much more peaceful, so much more harmonious. So that's the path we're on together. It's pretty pretty nice. So I encourage you, write a self-forgiveness letter or two or three. Read them to your prayer partners, to your um, study buddies. And allow yourself to have that cathartic healing. It's really worth it. It's really, really worth it. Make a time for it. And um, did you, did you all get your new prayer partners? Year one. Yeah. Good. Okay. I want to say one thing about that and then we'll close out. Um, it always comes to my attention that some people don't follow through with their prayer partners or in, they reach out and reach out and reach out to their prayer partner and don't hear anything back. And then a lot of times people will make the assumption that they're being rejected by that prayer partner. But many times it's just emails going to spam and things like that. So, if you reach out to your prayer partner and you don't hear back, please alert the media. Please, um, you know, write to Angela or Linda or someone who can investigate and, and help, help you get together. Because a lot of times it's just, uh, the email never showed up. Nobody heard from them. And, um, and, uh, because they're, it's an unfamiliar person. So right away when you get that uh, contact info for your uh, prayer partner, especially if you're uh, looking at emails online in your browser, uh, but even if not, but just put that person into your contacts because then your emails, uh you're more likely to get those emails. And if you have prayer partners who are, not from your country, the WhatsApp app uh, is great for texting and messaging and calling your out-of-country prayer partner. Um, I use it all the time, and um, many of you use it in your mastery circles. Uh, it's a free app, WhatsApp and, um, yeah, it's a great way to connect. And you can get it on your computer as well as your phone. It's amazing. You, with your free Zoom account, you can talk with your prayer partners. Uh, and, by the way, Zoom has much lower bandwidth than Skype. And uh, so that's a great way to talk with your prayer partners. Is by Zoom you can see each other and connect that way. All right. Any questions about prayer partners or anything like that? All right. Let's let's pray. We pray the betrayals away. So grateful and thankful to. You partner up once again with the Holy Spirit and to recognize that there is just this one and everything works together for good in the oneness. And there are no exceptions to this. So we are claiming the benefits, the healing, the good that's encoded into our seeming mistakes and betrayals. We are grateful and thankful to allow ourselves to absolutely know that there is good encoded into everything for us. So we're no longer rejecting it. We're accepting it. We're allowing it. We're receiving it. And we're being healed and transformed by this truth of this encoding of our good in every single situation we are truly grateful and truly thankful to set ourselves free and to set everyone free because we're one with them so grateful and thankful to allow the healing to be we let it be and so it is amen 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 yes i love you have a great week yay Freedom! It's happening.